Welcome to episode 19 of SF Takes on Tourism. Happy Friday, Hubertus. Happy Friday, Daniel. Good to see you, hear you, I should say. Good, good to see you, hear you as well. We'll be back in the office soon and be doing this in person before we know it. Absolutely. So why don't you kick it off today? Yeah, so we, um, you know, when we talked about kind of what we could talk about today, um, you know, I came across this quote by Bill Gates, um, and that had to do with business travel. And many of, of our listeners will know that Bill Gates famously or infamously um, said last year that um, he predicts a 50% drop in business travel permanently. Hmm. This is what he said last year. So we wanted to dig a little bit deeper in where we or what we see on the business travel front. We've talked um, in various episodes on, on the topic of leisure travel. So um, wanted to talk about some trends in business travel. Yeah. And, and it's kind of funny coming from him. I mean, not really sure no, what his I'm, connection to business travel is. I wonder if he wants people staying at home on Microsoft Teams. Anyways, putting the <laughs> ulterior motives aside. Yeah. What no, are some of the... I didn't even think about that. You might have a point there. I, I have a, I sometimes have a hard, hard time kind of with these sweeping statements that may not be based on, you know, actual research, especially in a time when we don't have a playbook for these things. So right. anyway, I thought it was a good hook to sort of dig a little bit deeper into this. Absolutely. Topic. And today we'll kind of introduce some, some topics and sub questions and kind of, and sub stories uh, within corporate travel. And then in some subsequent episodes, we are going to dive into some of the specific areas, whether it be meetings and events or airlines, um, hotels, corporate, you know, um, international versus domestic. But today we'll just scratch the surface, kind of introduce the topic overall. Uh, and so I think the first thing are some, what are some of the key indicators to watch and what are we seeing so far overall? Um, you know, American Airlines, Hilton, we have some data here. American Airlines saying 47 of their 50 largest corporate, corporate accounts have said they plan to resume. So, uh, and you know, Hilton here said business travel while it's lagging is coming back. Um, it's probably about half the levels that we saw from the prior peak. And I'm not so sure about that either. Again, ulterior motives. Um, I actually don't believe that, but I think it's clear that business travel has restarted. Can we agree on that at least? I think there are trends um, that we're seeing and, and I, it's, without a doubt, you know, the business segment was the hardest hit of all of travel, right? Even more so than leisure travel. So uh, just to give you a number here, the, according to US travel, uh, domestic spending in, in business travel in 2019 was $270 billion. Uh, it went down to $88 billion in 2020, no surprise there. And we're expecting, or according to this forecast, at least they're expecting to go, the spending to go up to $116 billion. So still a far cry from what it was before. And when we talk about business travel, we're talking about transient, meaning the, you know, the individual business traveler, the road warriors, uh, but also the group segment, meetings and, um, and conventions. So big, big um, impact on that segment. Um, but yeah, you had mentioned, you know, we, we do hear um, um, that airlines are seeing an uptick in, in business travel. Hotels have seen a little bit of an uptick in business travel. We wanted to sort of also kind of get to the bottom of, you know, are these trends, is this like a permanent trend or are we seeing 
are we seeing some some um, light here at the end of the tunnel? You know, there's been a lot of discussion around um, the technology that has been able to replace in-person meetings, right? Telecon video conferencing, Zoom, we all, we all have uh, relied on that. But the question is, is that here to stay? Will it be right. part of the mix or is that going away? Yeah. And I think much like the office conversation and in the, in the working remote, of course, there'll be some extremes where certain people just may not be traveling for business anymore that traveled a lot. But I think the hybrid model will be what ends up the reality in many cases where, okay, someone who traveled every single week, if I'm a consultant uh, working for McKinsey and I went every week to the job, maybe now once a month, I'm going to be going to the job site and the rest will be remote. Um, same thing for conferences, events. I mean, I know myself, I will not be traveling as much. There are, I mean, events and are certainly coming back and, but there's no way we're going to be spending the amount budgets are reduced. Um, and we can, we can accomplish a lot more uh, via video conferencing, but it's not the same. And clearly, even from our own book of uh, citywide, uh, citywide events and, and smaller meetings in San Francisco, we can see that they do want to meet in person, that they will come back. Uh, but there are a lot of obstacles in the way. And that's definitely a topic that I want to explore in some detail in, in, in an episode coming yeah. up is these professional meetings and events. Uh, we could dive into a little bit of the campaign let's meet campaign let's meet there excuse me that uh, u.s travel just uh announced and, and published so we can look at that and we could see really the impacts that the meetings industry and how it's kind of all related um to the tourism industry in general one yeah. thing i want to also point out a kind of a question is to look at the difference between domestic business travel and international business travel and why both are important what are some of the key differences and um, what are the impacts on destinations too for domestic versus business travelers? I mean, a lot of domestic business travelers, you know, it's one or two days international, they come for longer. So I think that's a topic we should dive into a little bit. And I can say that I know via the data that international business travel has not returned whatsoever. I mean, it's domestic is coming back similar to leisure, but international business travel has not yet returned. And I think that will still take some time for sure. I, I agree with you. And obviously all of this is a, is a moving target, right? Um, I think the fact that vaccinations are happening in, in very different ways around the world, right? The, the sentiment and, and the sort of um, confidence in travel is, is very different in different parts of the world. So I think that's something that we will need to watch similar to the leisure travel, obviously mm -hmm. in addition what, whatever travel restrictions are in place. And I think that's, that's one of the big pieces in the, in the business travel world as well, is that there is such an uneven patchwork of guidance, right? Both domestically, um, as it relates to not only larger meetings, but to travel in general, but, but certainly globally. So I think as that is hopefully easing over the next weeks and months, <laughs> that will give then a little bit more clarity around, you know, what, what does that mean for the different, different segments, including business travel? Right. Right. I, you know, and I think people may be thinking, Oh, Hey, listen, California is wide open New York. I mean, most States they've removed all restrictions. Like what is this conversation even about larger meetings? Like, what are you talking about? Where, why do we need special guidance? But the fact of the matter is people, there's still a lot of hesitancy out there, especially large events, you know, people are easing back into things. Um, you know, there's a new variant, of course, the Delta variant, um, 
what, what people are might be nervous to go to large events and they want some certainty when it comes to uh, how they're, you know, what's the safety situation going to be like and, and companies want to, they're risk averse. So they want that extra uh, confidence as well. So I think that will prove really important or continue Absolutely. to prove really important over the next months or, or and years, actually, as we continue to recover from, from COVID. I, I agree. I, I just wanted to reiterate 85% of American workers do view in-person events as irreplaceable. Mm-hmm. 81% um, of those who attended work-related PMEs, meaning professional meetings and events before the pandemic, miss doing so and are likely to attend such events in the future. But um, again, there, what, what you had mentioned, there's still um, a little bit of that hesitancy um, towards larger meetings because there is that sort of patchwork of different guidances, you know, across state lines, certainly across countries. So, but with, with increased vaccination, I, I am pretty confident that that confidence in these meetings will return as well. Yeah. It'll, be, it'll be interesting to see because I do think you, I think you mentioned it before, um, as corporate budgets are sort of strapped at this point in, in most cases, I would assume, right? What is mm-hmm. that timeline um, with, with those expense accounts, right? Will, will people and companies open up those expense accounts easily again? Will they be looking for deals? Um, if they travel, will they be making different decisions relative to um, what the different components are? So that's going to be interesting to watch also. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm also, something else we can explore is business travel and uh leisure travel and how they will impact one another because i know with remote work now people will go away to a conference and maybe want to spend a few days working remotely from that destination and then you know spend a few extra days on vacation um people i mean remote work changes trip planning completely so i'm really curious to see how that plays out i think we'll see a lot of a lot of extended trips, you know, people might want to take fewer trips, but a lot longer turn them, you know, and combine them into leisure and business. Um, Maybe not, you won't have those road warriors anymore, but somebody who does spend more time in destination. So something else to to look out for that could be really interesting. I think one of the best indicators of that is what type of product is out there. So like hotels, like, well, how are they going to be doing their marketing? Um, You know, what, you know, so I'm, I am, Curious to see some of the innovation around that area in general. Um, for- I, absolutely. And I think, you know, the, the, um, the technological component as well, right? There has been so much innovation around virtual meetings and video conferencing, and um, which really helped, right? Mm-hmm. And it's new to help. So I, I'm curious to see how travel providers, whether it's hotels, for example, or um, um, meeting planners and those who actually uh, pl- um plan bigger meetings, how that will be incorporated on a longer, on a longer term basis. And I think um, going back to that statement, that Bill Gates statement, I, I would just say, you know, <laughs> it's probably needed to be taken with a big, big grain of salt. And it's, it's, a, it's a very flexible and very changing yeah. environment. And it'll be interesting to really yeah. watch that over the next few months. It really will. And I, I will, I want to add one last thing, which is, this is my personal opinion. I mean, a reduction in the amount of business travel is probably a good thing overall. I mean, even this is somebody speaking who, you know, our business is to, uh, tourism and visitation to the city, but 
again, if it's people taking longer trips and fewer of them, the type of travel that they're doing, um, I think that would be a lot better. And, and especially from an environmental standpoint, I mean, people traveling like every single week all over the place, I don't think that's healthy for that the person, the environment or anyone. So I'm really okay and kind of happy about a reduction in business travel, but would love to see corporate travel come back in some different forms and, and yeah. see how that all pans out. So... Well, I think we have a lot more to explore here as, um, and, you know, we did a good job introducing some questions. Uh, we should definitely plan some subsequent episodes on these subtopics. Um, and there's a lot to, to be seen. Well, there's a lot to be seen. I mean, right now, just as a reminder, we're in summer. This is leisure travel time generally. Mm-hmm. Normally the season for corporate, we're looking at fall and spring. So I think let's maybe check back in here just on, the data and how things are picking up in September, October. Mm-hmm. And then there's so many unknowns until then, of course. And then again in the spring, and we should have a much better idea of how the recovery sets in. So more to come for sure. More to come. Well, that does it. Episode 19. Any final thoughts, Ubertus? Or are we good to go? What's your next business trip? Do you know? <laughs> My next business trip. <laughs> Um, it is in September to IPW. And actually there were quite a few conferences before then that maybe in a normal year I would have attended, but for many of the reasons we just discussed, whether it be reduced budgets, probably the main one, but also we don't have the amount of staffing we used to. So I have a lot more work to do in the, in the office and remote office, um, and don't have the, the time or bandwidth to be traveling. So the next uh, show will be the next uh, travel will be in September to IPW. And mind you until then I have like three virtual shows. So I will be ready for something in person for sure. And IP IPW for one will have most likely will have a virtual component as well. So another, you know, a, a trade show in the space of, (laughs) <laughs> travel trade will have a virtual component. But again, I think there there's so much um, movement still, right? And that that's what makes it also really fascinating. That's why I don't really like to see those sweeping statements that are made. Um, you know, this will never come back or this will always be the case. Oh, yeah. Um, but it'll be interesting to to really watch this space. And I think we have much, much more content to look at. I, I think the whole, what we're seeing on the hotel side is going to be really interesting, Absolutely. both from a leisure and corporate perspective, what the airlines, how the airlines are going to respond to these different trends, both mm-hmm. from a leisure and corporate perspective. Yeah, going- how loyalty programs will shift. Loyalty programs, you for know, sure. That's going to be a big change there. It's going to be a lot, a lot changing. So more fodder for us. Good. All right. Keeping us busy. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Really appreciate the support. I hope you found it interesting and tune in next week for the next episode of SF Takes on Tourism. Have a great weekend, Hubertus. Have a great weekend. Take care, everybody. Take care.